At T-Mobile, you don't have to choose between a great network and the best prices. We give you both. Switch your family of three or more from AT&T or Verizon to T-Mobile Essentials, and you'll save up to 50% off your current service and smartphones. Bring your current phones to T-Mobile, and we'll pay them off up to $450 each. Visit T-Mobile.com to find out how to save up to 50%. Up to $450 via virtual prepaid card for eligible device payoff. Allow 15 days. Savings may vary. See T-Mobile.com. You are listening to Anchored in Love with Christian Amy. (laughs) This is about to be amazing. Are you ready? (laughs) I am so excited you decided to come another week. This is about to be so impactful, so amazing, so wonderful. And just, I mean, when I tell you your life is about to be changed after this conversation, you're going to be sitting there like, Lord, I just want, I want to change some things. Amen. Um, Today, I have an amazing surprise for you. Are you ready? Are you ready? Hold your chairs. All right. So I have one of my great, great friends, uh, Trish, here with us um, from Trish Talks. And uh, she is about to share with us on today. Say hey, Trish. Hey, guys. Um, Her and I have the most in-depth conversations in this life. Um, And I really enjoy our conversations. And I said, you know what? Um... I really would love for you to be on a, 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 one of my shows. And I was in prayer this week about some things. And she texted me about the very thing I was in prayer about. And I was like, Lord, I think this would be the perfect opportunity. Neither one of us are busy because the entire world is quarantined. <laughs> and uh, we had the opportunity to get together without any kind of constrictions, you know. Um, so we're going to do what we always do. We're going to start off with prayer. I'm going to introduce Trish and then we're going to go right into our conversation. Okay. Father, we thank you for your grace that is sufficient for us. We thank you for our life, God, and the breath, God, that you give us every single day that was breathed into man so many eons ago and made them a living soul. And after that, we have each become a living soul from the one breath that you breathe. God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, for all that you do, for you being a good, good father. And we are appreciative for being your children. We pray that on today, Lord God, that our lives will be forever changed by this conversation. We invite you in, in the name of Jesus. And we pray, Lord God, that you would make yourself known like never before in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So uh, I'm going to allow Trish to tell you a little bit about herself. And then we're going to go right into our conversation. All right. So I really don't have much to say about who I am. Um, As she said, my name is Trish. I am the host of Trish Talks, and it is a creative conversation platform where we talk about any and everything that some other avenues cannot. I'm open for a discussion to talk about matters of the heart, um, things of the church, and then things of the world. But the point of it is that we all come to the table to find a way to talk about what needs to be talked about with solutions being provided at the end of the conversation. Amen. Amen. And that's a that's really effective um, conversational habits. 
oftentimes people don't come to the table looking for a solution. They come to the table looking for an opportunity for themselves to be heard, but they don't want to hear other people. They just simply just want to be like, all right, well, now you've heard me and I've got my point across. And I feel like, you know, I put you on blast or I've done something kind of trying to one up people. But it's not effective. It's it's not an effective conversation. It's very one sided. And so I'm grateful that you have a platform that allows people to hear everyone's point of view so that way we can be able to grow and develop together. That's beautiful. Well, the thing about it is how do we get better if we're not able to have conversations with one another? It says, let us come together that we can talk, that we could agree. And if we agree to disagree, it's okay. My father used to always tell me, listen to hear, not necessarily to respond. Mm -hmm. That's the way you come to a resolution. Absolutely. Absolutely. Too often people are in conversation and while they're listening to you, they're already planning their next their next uh, comment, their next plan of attack. They're already they're already in preparation. Uh, Many people are very defensive. It's really interesting um, to see how people communicate because we are not not we, but many people are not effective communicators. Uh, and so they're not initially they're not communicating exactly what the problem is many times it's surface level Mm -hmm. and then even when they are communicating um, and it may be even addressing what the real problem is they're not looking for a resolve they're looking for this is my problem not deal with it yeah some people just want to be heard though Mm -hmm. they don't necessarily want to have a solution Mm -hmm. and that's okay too sometimes people just want to know that there's an ear to hear them out because in talking, I sometimes provide myself with the answer mm-hmm. by talking it through talking with somebody through. else. That's beautiful. I love that. And I know I've had those moments where I've been able to talk out loud. And then the more I talk about it, I'm like, oh, there goes my own solution. And that's a beautiful thing, which is why conversation is essential. And it's great to have t- conversations um, and great for all parties to know what the, you know, what the what the end result needs to be. Absolutely. Well, um, we're going to let you all know towards the end how you can be able to get connected to um, all of her social media platforms and how to reach out to her. Um, But today um, we're actually going to talk about obedience. Today's lesson or not today's lesson, rather, but today's conversation will be uh, prompted around the topic. Obedience is better. Obedience is better. There's a scripture in the word of God that says obedience is better than sacrifice. And so um, this week I was praying and the Lord was just reminding me that to obey him is better. And she sent me a, uh, a post that she actually ended up posting on one of her um, social media platforms. And it says believers warning and actually has a caution sign on there. And the quote says obedience is uncomfortable, but it is better. And when I read that, I remember I was sitting there like, Lord, wow, what a reminder of what your word is and how effective your word is in our life that it that you didn't necessarily come so that way we can always be comfortable even the holy ghost is a comforter Mm -hmm. it does not mean that in every situation we will be comfortable it will just help us to go through that situation like birth and a baby it's not comfortable at all but you can be comforted through the process not necessarily be comfortable but to know that everything's going to be all right in the end and that the discomfort is producing something beautiful well, and if we were meant to be comfortable, why mm-hmm. would we need a comforter? Exactly. That kind of would contradict what God was doing mm-hmm. when he gave us the Holy Spirit. It's like, no, I know that they're going to go through some mm-hmm. things. I know these things will kind of displace them mentally and maybe even physically or emotionally. 
but I have to make sure that I'm giving them something to go along with that, that while they walk through this, they're still encouraged that although it does not feel good, mm-hmm. it's working for your good. You know, yes. that scripture that says all mm-hmm. things work, work together, together for the good of them who love the Lord and called according to his purposes. He never said all things will feel good. All things will look good. He said, but they all work good. We have to be willing to take the good and the bad mm-hmm. and say that I know that this is working for me. God, give me comfort through this process that although it's uncomfortable, I know that you have a comforter here for me in the process of it. Yes, I love that. I know that you have a comforter for me in the process during my obedience, whatever my obedience looks like unto the father, because everybody's does not look the same. Everybody's obedience is not the same. It does not always personify the same behaviors, but it's whatever God has called you to. And when he does call you to it, it is important that when he does call you to it, you have a sincere Yes. Now, earlier we were actually talking before we even got this, before we even got uh, started recording. And uh, you said something really awesome about um, your posture and obedience. Talk about that a little bit. So one of the things that I'm always talking to other people about and I always pray for is the posture of my heart. Mm -hmm. The posture of my heart puts me either in a place of obedience or disobedience with God based on my heart. You can have all the good words. And your heart still be dirty. You can have all the good thoughts and your heart still be dirty. And he said, from a man's heart comes all the matters of his being, all the things that count for something. So I have to make sure that the posture is right in my heart because I can't obey God with the wrong posture. If it was possible to obey him with all of these things being out of order, why would he tell us not to bring our gifts or not to take communion? Without those things being right in our relationships with our brothers and sisters, Mm -hmm. you have to make sure that your posture is correct. Because the other part of it is when you pray, Mm -hmm. your posture of your heart is your positioning before the Lord. If it's not right, there are certain things that God just won't do, not because he can't, but because he needs you to fix that before he does it. Absolutely. That when we like we we need to make sure that our posture is correct, making sure that we are attentive to how God wants us to do this. That's really important. And I think that um, too often people don't pray about our posture. We don't pray about the way we're coming to the Lord. We think that we can just kind of come any old way. Like, okay, this, you know, he's God. He can just take it. Right. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it's important that we think about what we're giving to the Lord. And, and what we're presenting to him. The Bible teaches us that he wants a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him, which is our reasonable service. And, the, and there's another scripture that says obedience is better than sacrifice, but obedience is being a living sacrifice is really in my obedience and yeah. how I live it out every day. I am choosing, okay, Lord, this is what you want me to do. And I'm sitting still and quiet enough. To be able to hear what he wants to tell me so that I can be able to effectively act on what he wants me to. And, you know, when it says obedience is better, we really have to think about um, the back part of that where it says it's better than sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So that means sacrifice is going to be required. And he talks about that in the New Testament, that if you sacrifice or suffer for his namesake, you'll be blessed on the backside in your eternity. So if I'm already going to be blessed through my sacrifice, Mm -hmm. how much more will I be blessed by my obedience? 
Yes. And the scripture from Matthew six says after this manner, therefore, this is verse nine, by the way. And this is a we actually talked about the scripture before we even got started. But this is a scripture that people sometimes just rattle off um, simply just because, OK, I know the I know the full scripture. So I'm, I'm just rattling it off. But have you ever really pondered and thought about the different components of this scripture and how it prepares you in your prayer before yeah. the Lord. So that way, when God speaks to you, you can hear him clearly yeah. and not, and not respond or even not, not even not, not respond, but not, not have your own agenda behind it and mm -hmm. not have what you think it should be and not misinterpret what he's saying, but yeah. it really prepares your heart and your mind on, on what God is about to download into you. So it's Matthew, the sixth chapter, um, we'll start at verse nine. It says, and after this matter, therefore pray ye our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed meaning holy be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts, debts as we forgive those. Forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. So the scripture talks about after this manner. And then it says, our father who art in heaven. First of all, acknowledging that he is the father. Mm -hmm. Then acknowledging that his name is holy. Mm -hmm. And that Lord, whatever you've already settled in heaven, for it to be declared also in the yes. earth. Yes. And that. Allow me to and that you're going to be my provider. Give us this day our daily bread. God, you're going to make provision. Remember, the scriptures also say it says if he if he uh, provides for that, for the for, for the, the ravens. for the ravens mm -hmm. and if he provides for the lilies of the field, how much more important are you than these? Yeah. And if he's dressing and clothing them. And so this is why. I always tell people it should be easy to obey him because he's going to take care of you anyways. He takes pleasure in taking care of you. Absolutely. Don't you agree? Absolutely. He takes delight in that. Being able to do for us makes him even more um, joyful or more happy. It's like being able to continue to pour measures into us mm -hmm. and allowing his creation to evolve. Because remember, he created us from dust. Yes. So the more that he pours into us, he gets to see his creation become greater. Yeah. It's like. He gets to stand in awe of his work. And mm -hmm. this is what, what we should do. It's like, wow, to obey you means that I get to stand in this part of your, your grace or this part of your mercy. I get to see you expand yourself in my life. The very thing that you've done. I love that part of the scripture in the prayer where it talks about give us our daily bread. Mm -hmm. He provided manna from the heaven when they were going through famine and it rang down daily. Mm -hmm. This is literally praying back to him his word. This is what his, he's teaching us. Give me back my word and mm -hmm. I'll give you what you need yes. according to what you're asking. for. Absolutely. I agree. And it's funny that you said that because in Genesis, when he was creating the earth, this, um, the verses say, it says, and God saw that it was good. Yes. Jesus in the new Testament says when they're talking to him, um, and they're asking him, you know, do you, do you think that you're good? And he says, the only one that's good is God. Yeah. And basically letting them know if you're calling me good. Are you calling? Are you confirming that I'm the Messiah? Right, are you confirming right, that right, I'm the Lord? Right. And immediately and in the he's he's so swift and he's so cunning and, and so amazingly intellectual. He knew that it would leave them puzzled. Mm -hmm. And and that's how 
we have to really realize that everything about the Lord is good and everything he produces is good and everything, everything that he speaks is good. It may not always feel good, yeah, but it is good. It is good. All things work together for the good. And if the only one that is good is, is God, it's always, it's already working for him in the first yeah. place. Yeah. And that's, I like how you just say that to say that it's all good mm-hmm. and it's all him because at the end of the day, what happens is those road, the road points us back to God. When we go through stuff, if it's all good mm-hmm. and the only thing that is good is him, even when we try to deny that God has a place in our life, mm-hmm. it leads us back to him. And we have to acknowledge, you know what? God he is right there. Good. Yes. The scripture says every knee will bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. Like there, there will never be a time where you'll have an opportunity to continue to deny that he is God in your life. Either you're going to bow now or you're going to bow later. So while we're going to take a a brief moment and we're about to go to our commercial break because, you know, we got to pay these bills. So give us a brief (laughs) moment and uh, we'll be right. We'll be right back with you. Create eye-catching designs that will make your apparel top of the line. The possibilities are endless with ski tees and apparel. No order too large or small. One item of hundreds. No problemo. With quick turnaround times, no setup charges or hidden fees, and rush services to fit your needs. Customize your look today by calling 440-462-9401. Again, that's 440-462-9401. Ski Tees and Apparel at SkiTeesApparel.com. To the rhythm. You're listening to N-O-I-Z Radio Network. Keep it locked, people. Let's roll. Welcome back. I am hoping that you have enjoyed our conversation thus far and it's got your mind thinking. It's got some things stirring up on the inside of you concerning your obedience and your love walk unto the Lord. And we have some more things that we're about to discuss with you. Um, So I would really encourage you grab your pen, grab your paper, grab your notebook, um, get your phone out, whatever you need to begin to take some notes. So that way you can really begin to ponder um, on some of the nuggets that we're going to drop for you all today. So Trish, let's talk about what, how would you define uh, obedience? earlier you called it something about willpower let's talk about that it's um it's your willingness mm-hmm. so people think that when you obey it's all about actually doing mm-hmm. but it's more so about being mm-hmm. so to obey God means to be available for God I may not have the capacity to do in that moment but I have to simply make sure that I'm willing when he needs me, that he can use me for whatever reason. If you look at a lot of people in the Bible who were used by God, they often felt that they were not qualified to be used. But God saw fit to put something in them that he could use for his glory, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. So what does obedience look like, though? So if obedience is better, according to you know what our topic is today, and even according to scripture, what does that look like for somebody? Obedience means you may have to forfeit a lot of your own stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, as we were talking earlier and I said, obedience may actually cause you to forfeit some time. Mm -hmm. So if you know that you have a deadline that you have to meet and it requires you to record every day on 
in the night. You may have to let go of your daytime hours so that you can have that time available because you still have to rest too. So instead of abandoning the responsibilities that you have, you mm-hmm. may have to remanage your schedule so that you can say, okay, I'm cutting off two hours ahead in the day that I have two extra hours in the evening. That's being obedient to the charge that's given to you. Like, you know, you have to record. So I still have to manage my time properly. I still have to make sure that I meet this guideline and I still have to make sure that I'm taking care of me. Most people do one or the other. There's no balance in it. And obedience requires you to balance yourself. Yes. So it sounds like you're also saying that obedience is good management. It is. It's good management of the entire being, your emotional part, your Mm -hmm. spiritual part and your mental part. Because when you obey, you're forced to do stuff that you typically probably wouldn't consider as important Mm -hmm. or a priority you have to navigate differently because your timeline changes for me for example I am a writer Mm -hmm. so a lot of times I'm up late in the night writing Mm -hmm. that's when I get my most thoughts right Mm -hmm. but I also know that I need to rest so what I do is I'm going to make sure that I get a nap somewhere in the day Mm -hmm. because I know I'm going to be up at night I can't deprive my body of rest I have to obey that I must take care of my temple but I also have to obey that I have to take my responsibility of writing seriously. Absolutely. I don't know why I just thought about uh, the commercial Obey Your Thirst. <laughs> you want to drink some Sprite now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but I, I think it actually is relevant here because the Bible says that it, uh, it won't even turn it biblically. They that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled, right? Right. So when you obey the thirst that you have on the inside to obey the Lord and you create the, the, the necessary accommodations to be able to do so, God will honor that and he will fulfill and fill you with what is necessary to be able to continue in the journey. Um, and I, that's probably why I popped in my head, because a lot of times we do not obey the thirst and the hunger that mm-hmm. we have for the Lord. We will obey other people and what they have to say yeah. and their demands on us and their stipulations and what they feel. And, uh, and, and the scenario went like this and we talked about it earlier before we even got to recording, but the scenario went like this. My significant other puts this demand on me. So I'm conforming and changing for that. Um, and then my church puts this demand on me and then my job puts this demand on me. And then my children put this demand on me and all these people are putting demands on me. These people who are in a way minuscule. They are minor. They are, they are low priority compared to the Lord. And they're putting all these demands on me and I bend and I curve and I, and I, uh, basically, uh, change to accommodate all of this stuff for other people and the demands that people are placing on me. And then when it comes to the Lord, I do not have the energy, the time, mm-hmm. or even the desire to even uh, push and persevere yeah. for what he has for me and or what he's requiring out of me. And I've changed for everybody else and I have not made any changes that are necessary or that will even help me in my growth unto the Lord. And so you got to think about it like this. Busy work does not mean it's blessed work. Mm-hmm. I need my work to be blessed. I don't want to just be doing, doing things. Stuff. Even when it comes to my family, even when it comes to my job, I want what I'm doing mm-hmm. to actually make an impact and an imprint in the earth mm-hmm. that when God evaluates it from a kingdom perspective, I've done something to please him. Yes. If I'm doing all this stuff for my husband, but God has no honor in our marriage or I'm not doing the things that God would condone for mm-hmm. us, I'm out of order. I'm disobeying him. If I make him a priority and, oh, I got to make sure I do this for him and this for him and that for him and this for my kids and this for my mom and this. And I'm not taking the one step to say, God, how would you like me to do this? That their needs are met, 
but I'm able to fulfill your problem. I'm already yes. in disobedience. Management. If I did not ask God what to do, even before you get married or even before you have children, if you haven't gone to the father and said, Lord, what would you have me to do with these little people that you've blessed me with? Because remember, they're on borrowed time. Mm-hmm. And I use children more so because with kids, they didn't ask to be here, but yes. they're here. Mm-hmm. They belong to him. How do I manage my time with my children that you're pleased? Mm-hmm. How do I teach them so that you're glorified in it? And if you remember when we were talking, I said obedience is also about demonstration. Mm-hmm. Yes. I may not always have the words to say, but I want to demonstrate Jesus before them. So this means my actions have to be lined up with my willingness. Yes. I can't say, oh, I'm willing to do this and I do it grudgingly. Going back to the scripture, don't bring me your gifts. If your heart ain't right, I want a cheerful giver. I don't want somebody who's grudged and angry about the stuff that they had to do prior to getting to this place with me. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. I want a willing vessel. I want a willing worker. And that's what the Lord requires. He just wants your willingness. So I think uh, for those who are taking notes or those who are just taking mental notes, your first, your the first note I would tell you is, we talked about it. Your willingness. Mm-hmm. That is the first act in your obedience. Mm-hmm. It is my ability to say, yes, God, not only in my mind, but in my heart as well. Yeah. Because in my mind, I'm like, all right, yeah, I got you, Lord. But in my heart, my heart is all jacked up because I really don't want to do it because I feel like it is a chore to serve the Lord. And I have not yet mm-hmm. realized or come into the realization and the beauty of his holiness, the honor and the privilege it is to be a human being, to have the breath of God on the inside of my body and to have the opportunity to know him freely and to be able to say lord yes and remember what i said earlier about your posture Mm -hmm. so you can say yes god i'll do whatever you ask but then your posture even with god is out of sync and he's like she really don't want to do this yes i'm not gonna make her do this god is such a gentleman Mm -hmm. his gifts are without repentance so at the end of the day it's going to be accomplished but he's not going to force you into position he wants you to desire to serve him. He wants you to want to pursue him. I use the woman at the well yes. in John chapter four, how he just engaged her in common conversation. Mm-hmm. He knew who she was. He didn't say, oh, go do this now. He had a conversation with her and offered her different tactics and tools to let her know I'm aware of what's happening in your life. But what I want to do is I want to offer you something that you can go back and offer to somebody else. And now everybody can have some of me. Everybody can quench their thirst. Why? Because you had a willingness. Mm -hmm. After I talked to you, you were able to adjust the posture of your heart. Because remember, when he met her, she was defensive. She was yes. like, you ain't supposed to talk to me. I don't know. You, you're not about to get me in trouble. Mm-hmm. But then eventually he was able to convince her. I know who you are. And even though we're not supposed to be here together, I know you want more. So here, here's what I'm going to do for you. Hallelujah. And I'm going to make it that it's accessible, not just for you, but for them Everybody too. Else. So when you go back and get them, mm-hmm. they're going to not even just hear what you say, but they're going to see the difference. Yes. She she came back to them different. She presented herself different to them. Mm-hmm. And that's why they was like, no, wait a minute. Her Ooh. posture changed. She changed from having rounded shoulders. Now, now you all know that my craft and my career is massage therapy. So I talk about um, a lot of times with my clients, they're hunched over shoulders. Mm-hmm. They're, they're bowed down heads. And when your head is lower and you're hunched over, you put an additional 12 pounds on your neck because you won't stand up rightly. Yeah. And the Bible talks about us being upright before the Lord. He doesn't just say this stuff willy-nilly. Mm. He's, he's saying it so that way it can make sense to yes. you as the believer. Yes. 
Yes. And when you can't say I'm a confident person and have rounded shoulders and a bow down head. Yeah. I won't believe you because your posture physically does not match the words that are coming out of your mouth. And God does not believe you because your posture in your heart does not match the words that are coming out of your mouth. So think about your love language because we're talking about oh, the yes. words, right? So words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. You can say all day how much you love me. But Mm -hmm. if you have a frown on your face Mm -hmm. or if your arms are folded while you're talking to me or if your tone is usually light Mm -hmm. and and fluffy Mm -hmm. and now it's deep and low, I'm kind of looking at you like, yeah, no, you really don't. Because I hear hear what you're saying, but your posture is Mm -hmm. showing me something different. Mm -hmm. So then now I'm hesitant about the rest of what you present to me. Mm -hmm. I was telling you earlier. I could say a million things to you, Mm -hmm. but if I'm not demonstrating that before you. You really can't receive what I'm saying. So now I have to make sure that my posture is correct. Mm-hmm. But not only is my posture correct, but the pronunciation of the words that are coming out of my mouth. And I don't mean literal pronunciation, you guys. But when I'm saying stuff, I'm intentional about what I'm saying. I don't waste my words. <laughs> I have a very elaborate vocabulary and I can say big words. Right. Mm-hmm. But for somebody who that might go over their head, I need to just get to the nitty gritty, mm-hmm. say what it is, and then make sure that what I'm doing in front of them lines up with my words why because they need to grab the concept he didn't go to her all fancy and Mm -hmm. all dressed up he used his words of affirmation to say that i love you i care for you i know who you are you don't have to be here anymore now go and tell them they don't have to be there either and y'all all all come back and get something he affirmed her even in her disobedience that she would come back and be obedient she could have left the well and never went back and said nothing i agree and the thing is is that her because of his obedience to the father it then was a catapult to help everybody else around him become more obedient unto the father and we people don't think about they only think about themselves very selfish and we talked about this before and in another podcast prior about our our selflessness and when it comes to love Mm -hmm. and that love is not selfish love is selflessness and he thought enough about all of humanity to say you know i'm going to continue to be obedient and remember and when he was praying he said lord let this cup pass for me but nevertheless thy will be done Mm -hmm. there was a physical prayer that was that that probably was a war going on the inside because he was human absolutely there was still a part of the the a part of the being that we call jesus that was still human let this cup pass but nevertheless thy will be done and that needs to be our heart's posture that we first have the the willingness to do so. Lord, I don't even know what this looks like. I don't even know how to create the content to be able to be a podcaster. I don't know how to create the content to be on television. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to say that. And I don't have all of the proper words. And you may even be like Moses. And sometimes you find yourself stammering over your words. And you may not speak eloquently. Mm-hmm. But all you need is the willingness to be able to execute well. And God will do the rest. And then your posture is then significantly connected to that. Lord, I don't know how to do it but i will stand here and i will or i will sit here or i will lay before you god and i will pray and seek your face and i will turn from the way i feel and i will continue to allow you to download into me until i'm made into the person that you've called me to be and then i will then demonstrate so that way others can be able to know of your glory and then i am walking in discipleship because you've already told me that he who wins souls is wise Mm -hmm. his word says that he who wins souls is wise and the great commission was was told to you anyways to go out and win souls and at the end of the day your obedience unto him is to win souls it's to go out there and compel somebody else to come to the lord and it don't matter how much god you got at least if you can bring them to hey jesus wept 
that's enough. If you can bring them to, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. So mm-hmm. you just, I'm sorry, but you just, you said something. And when you, I love the great commission. That's one of yes. my favorite passages of scripture. But when you just brought it up, it prompted a thought in me, right? So it does not say in order for you to be obedient, you have to know what to do. He actually told them in the scripture before they went not to take anything. Don't take no clothes. Yes. Don't take no, no backs. I just want you to go. <laughs> just Why? Go. Because your obedience is better. If you yes. obey me, if you go, I'll provide. You're making the sacrifice to trust me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that I take care of you in your obedience, right? You left everything that you know and everything you're familiar with to go and obey me. I didn't, you didn't know what that would look like. Mm-hmm. Sometimes our, be- our obedience means not knowing mm-hmm. what's going to come out of it. Mm-hmm. You may not know. People, some people need all of the dots and the I's and the T's crossed. Sometimes it just simply means you have to do it. Mm-hmm. It's like a fisherman and... <laughs> Wow. Okay, Jesus. But how he cast the rope, the nets out. He don't know what's in the water. Absolutely. Like before they got all of this radar stuff where they can sense the fish are biting. Mm-hmm. You just had to cast your rope. It was all And you had to wait for it to come back. Mm-hmm. He didn't know, but he knew that if he left it there, the Lord would provide. Why? Because he obeyed him. It's just like us being fishers of men. Yes. I have to obey. This means I have to share Jesus even if I don't know what the person's response is going to be. Hallelujah. I have to demonstrate Jesus even if I don't know how they're going to receive from me. So this means if a person stands in offense or hostility for whatever reason, I still have to show them love. Yes. That's my obedience. Hallelujah. I have to show them grace. That's my obedience. I can't just walk away. I told you earlier, one of the things that we have to think about is I can't offend somebody because I've been paralyzed by offense. Yes. That takes me out of obedience if I operate from that space. Mm -hmm. Lord, help me to obey you. Help me to get up when I don't know what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to do it anyway. And that's not only walking in disobedience, that's walking in unforgiveness. So now you just committing all types of sins. All types. (laughs) And 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 they all ultimately will lead you back to a place where now... God is so good that he's not going to always bring you before people to be judged and ridiculed. He'll make you sit in this stuff yourself. Mm -hmm. And as you go through scripture, Mm -hmm. you'll be able to identify the places where you have walked in disobedience. And it's simple stuff. You'll be like, oh, wait, I just disobey God. Father, I repent. And the good part about it is he lets us repent to him in private Mm -hmm. because he knows that we need that. Mm-hmm. We need that safe space. We talked about the comforter earlier. The comforter is there when we realize we messed up and we weeping and we snot. Oh, Lord, I done blew it. And he's like, no, you didn't. But I'm glad you're aware now. Will you obey me? Here's we're going to give you another chance. Go back out and do it again. The woman at the well, she could have stayed there and wallowed in that place of pain forever. Mm-hmm. But she said, oh, my goodness. He called me on my stuff. I'm going to take it like a champ Mm -hmm. and I'm going to go out and I'm going to bring others back because if he can do this for me, he can do it for for them. And how selfish would I be Mm -hmm. not to offer that kind of Jesus to somebody else? I'm going to obey him Mm -hmm. even if I'm embarrassed. I'm going to obey him even if I'm afflicted. I'm going to obey him even if I'm offended. My obedience is better than any of those things I just named. Because my blessing is attached to my obedience. Absolutely. That is amazing. Um, 
there's so many thoughts I have, but um, we are actually to the end of our time. And I wanted to definitely give you all the scripture for the Great Commission, because I don't want to just say it and assume that you all know where that is. Um, that's in Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even into the end of the world. Amen. Amen. He is with you regardless of what's going on. So in your obedience, he's with you. In your posture, being repositioned, he is with you. In your demonstration, he is with you. Yes. In your discipleship, he is with you. And you have to be willing. It goes back to willingness. Mm -hmm. You have to be willing to say, you know what? There is an area of my life where I know I'm not as strong. Because here's, even in our our weakness... Where we're weak, we become disobedient because mm-hmm. we're not so sure of that place. Mm-hmm. We're not, we don't feel as good. The things we know, we know, mm-hmm. we'll do it with no problem. But the areas we're not so sure about, we're a little bit skeptical. That's mm-hmm. disobedience. Oh, yes. And he's like, no, come on back. I'm going to take your weak places and I'm going to make them strong. I just need you to be willing to say, this is my weak place. Mm-hmm. Lord, I confess, this is my weak place. Mm-hmm. Witnessing the people without a script, mm-hmm. that's a weak place for me. Mm-hmm. Help me to be able to witness you even when I don't have the words. Yes, Lord. Now make my demonstration be mm-hmm. my witness because I don't know what to say. But if I'm walking it, they'll see it without my words. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, the way that you can be able to um, reach out to Trish, she's going to go ahead and, and give you that information before we get off of here. Oh, OK. Yeah, I forgot all about that. <laughs> the conversation was getting really good. Um, So. On Instagram, I am Trish Talks with an S. And then on Facebook, I am Trishelle Robinson, T-R-I-S-H-E-L-L-E Robinson, R-O-B-I-N-S-O-N. Um, and of course, you know, if you reach out to Christian, she'll get you connected with me either way. But I would love to hear from you guys so we can continue this conversation. Amen. Amen. Um, and I pray that today something was said um, just throughout our conversation that was impactful and life changing um, don't forget to join us every Thursday here at yes. 9 o'clock a.m. on all major platforms to hear an amazing great conversation as we set sail um, and if anyone asks you how you're doing today tell them you're alive and living and in color, color. <laughs> have an amazing week guys God bless you bye guys It's time to go back to work. There's a lot to do. We have things to make, stuff to build, cargo to ship, customers to serve. So grab a five-hour energy and get ready. For 16 years, through good times and bad, five-hour energy has been there helping hard-working people get stuff done. It's time to go back to work. Let's roll up our sleeves and get going. For more information and to order online, visit 5hourenergy.com. Your Total Wine & More store is ready to serve you with our always low prices on an incredible 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers. Want it today? Try our same-day delivery or contactless curbside pickup at TotalWine.com. Whether you're grabbing your favorite beer or pouring a glass to enjoy an evening on the deck, Total Wine & More has you covered. Visit any of our 12 stores in Northern Virginia 